Hello, everybody, and welcome to day eight of our Holy Week bonus episodes. It is Easter Sunday, or as I prefer to call it, Resurrection Sunday. Today, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 28. We'll be finishing the account of Matthew of the Holy Week, ending with the empty tomb in verses 1 through 7, the appearance of Jesus to the women, verses 8 through 10, the bribery of the soldiers by the Pharisees from verses 11 through 15, and then finally, the Great Commission, verses 16 through 20. Let us begin. Verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for, the, for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly, with fear and great joy, and ran to report it to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. They took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. Let's stop for just a minute. The first thing we note is the appearance of the angel. The fact that they recognize it as an angel says his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. This was something supernatural. He speaks to them and he tells them to go into Galilee because Jesus will be there ahead of them to tell the disciples that. Recall in an earlier episode in the week, I told you that Jesus had told them that that's where he would be when he resurrected. It was very specific. Jesus then appears to the women and tells them not to be afraid and to go ahead and tell, tell his brethren, the disciples, to go to Galilee and they will see him there. So he, re he reiterates that. And then we have this interesting little concept here between verses 11 and 15, the bribery of the soldiers. Note what the Pharisees did. After the, after the guards came to, take, came to, they went and told the priest what had happened. But the priest told them to lie. So the priest knew that an angel had visited the tomb. They knew that Jesus was gone. The body wasn't there. But they weren't going to continue the charade. I ask you this question. This is just something that I hypothesize sometimes. What would have happened to them if Jesus had just walked up and shown himself to them? I feel like it's obvious at this point that they knew he was the Messiah. They just didn't want him as the Messiah. He came preaching the kingdom of heaven and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't just the kingdom of the Jews. It was going to be for the whole world and it was for repentance and salvation and not just continuing on in the pharisaical law. Just something I think about from time to time. So they tell the guards to go and, and say that this occurred while they were asleep and that the disciples had stolen the body. Now, one thing you have to understand, they weren't allowed to sleep on the job. This could have cost them their life and would have. So what they tell them is, you tell this story, and if it gets back to Pontius Pilate, we'll defend you. And then they paid them off with money, much as they had paid off Judas with the 30 pieces of silver. And then it says something interesting. They did as they had been instructed. So they follow this, and they go ahead and tell the lie. 
And the story was widely spread among the Jews, meaning all throughout Judea, this is the story that was spread. This was the official story of the priesthood, right? And it says it was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. So at the time that Matthew's writing this gospel, several years later, he's saying that this is still the story that's told, that the disciples stole the body of Jesus. Just wanted you to notice that. Now the Great Commission. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the close of Matthew's gospel, the entire gospel account. And this, this, this part about the Great Commission, often forgotten is that, and I mentioned this in uh, previous episode, that he says, all authority given to me in heaven and on earth. That was the whole point. He now has dominion, and this is his kingdom. So he says, go to all the nations, right? So that's the call to go out. And what are we doing? Making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then teaching them, that's discipling them, to observe all that I've commanded you. And then he promises to always be with us, even to the end of our life, the end of the world. So it's to the end of the age, the age of the church. We could close there, and it'd be a suitable ending. But I'm going to take us to Mark, Mark chapter 24, and I want to read a little bit of his account and listen to what he says, 24 verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Now, these spices are mentioned in the previous chapter, then the Luke 23 stating that just before they closed it, just before the beginning of the Sabbath, that they had prepared these spices, Mary and the women, so that they could anoint the body. But they went home and rested for the, for the Sabbath day. So the first day of the week, Saturday being the Sabbath, this would be Sunday morning. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. Note this time, Luke accounts that there are two angels. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, also the other women with them, were telling these things to the apostles. I want to stop you there because previously we had seen that Mary and the other Mary, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph. I want you to understand something. That's Mary the mother of Jesus. James is the half-brother of Jesus. This is the James who would go on to write the, the epistle to the church, which we call the book of James in the New Testament. He's the half-brother, the son of Joseph and Mary. Jude is another one as well. So the epistle of Jude is also a half-brother of Jesus and a son of Mary and Joseph. So let's repeat uh, verse 10. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, also the other women with them, were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense, and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. So here we have a slightly different tale. We have Peter going and seeing. And now a very famous portion of scripture, the road to Emmaus. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. 
and they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. It doesn't say they couldn't have recognized him normally. It says they were prevented. So this is a spiritual thing. They're spiritually blind. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, and in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. Jesus teaches them one more time. This time he takes the Old Testament and from the law and the prophets, he, he shows them from that point forward all the places where he was revealed as the suffering servant, as the Christ. I'm going to end there. There's more we could talk about. There's more, more of the account in Luke. There's a slightly shorter and different account in Mark. And then, of course, John has a lovely resurrection account as well. But we're going to stop there to keep it short today. And I just want to say Happy Easter to you and your family. I hope you've enjoyed these bonus episodes throughout the week. I hope they've been interesting to you, entertaining, just something to do while driving down the road or whatever you're doing whenever, when you're listening. I hope they've been an encouragement to you. This Read the Gospels. Read the Gospels through on a regular basis and pay extra close attention to the little details because you're going to find a lot of Old Testament hidden in the New. And that's the part that I find so interesting. So until the next time that we have a normal full episode of The Dumb Will Speak, from myself and from my co-host Chalen, we wish you and your family the best Easter and hope you will have time to enjoy it with your family today. Take time to remember the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you and God bless.